trying to rock this fucking tune, man. And welcome in to episode 14 of season two of the Stinky Cast, a special cast, a special day and time. And we are recording a little bit later than usual. Currently, it is approaching dusk on the East Coast. It is pitch black outside and many league members have had their season recede into the imperceptible darkness of the night here as we approach week 13, baby. The last week of the regular season. But Brent, I don't want to get overly poetic or dramatic this early in the show. Let's go ahead and get kick-started as we typically do in the feedback corner. But first, Brent, welcome in, partner. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you know, I don't know about you, Jay, but... I- I'm uh, I'm uh, getting a little fed up, and my patience is certainly tested with this COVID clusterfuck of a year. You can uh, enjoy that play on words there, but yeah, this week we did have some um, we had some explosive performances in the field. We had some explosively bad, comically horrible moves off the field by some league members that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit in this episode, and. Um, but we did have a little bit of feedback to get into, like you said, this week. So, you know, without without jumping ahead of ourselves, let's uh, jump right into that here. Hello, this is Apu calling from CBS. Uh, yes, I'm calling for Triple Jew. Uh, I tried to reach Mike Booby. Uh, anyways, Mike Booby, you call me back, please. Uh, I am about to be fired from my position and I'd like another job somewhere, please. Uh, it appears they caught me pooping standing up and wiping my ass with the stinky rules document. Anyway, you call me back, please. Thank you. Come again. Hello, this is Apu calling from CBS Sports. Uh, I am looking for a triple Jew, uh, the owner, uh, Mike Booby. Uh, Mike, this is my second time calling, and I just want to let you know I did call 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF, as suggested, trying to reach you, uh, but some cunt named Peggy answered the phone, and and she told me to go fuck myself. I do not appreciate being talked to like this, sir. Uh, I am still looking for a position, uh, as I have been terminated from my current position at CBS for wiping my ass with the stinky rules, but I believe I could be a great fit somewhere else. Can you please call me back? Thank you. Come again. Apu, a new character <laughs> being be, being born from uh, from a combination of Peggy and Triple Screen. There, uh, you know, you know, I 
I can't really argue with with what he did to get fired there and wiping his ass with the rules document that is that is you know just a complete mess yeah a poo pooping while standing up uh definitely paints a, a picture there for sure uh hopefully i don't know maybe commish booby can uh you know help place him in potentially a new career path maybe a new a new get him a new job yeah i mean clearly that was uh that was little finger putting his touch on the feedback corner this week. But I, I will say that I don't know if he works with a lot of uh, Indians firsthand, but um, he does a pretty good accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Durazio. He brought out a pretty good Apu. I, was, I thought the same exact thing when I, heard, when I heard the call. I was like, damn, Steve, this is a pretty spot on. But like you said, with his profession, he likely is dealing with a lot of Indians. Yeah, I mean, we we're calling it one call, but we kind of we kind of like clustered two together there as a uh, as one call. We we kind of thought they flowed together pretty well without any any of our commentary in between them. So there you are, enjoy a new character for Stinky this year in a poo. Maybe maybe we'll have everyone like maybe like dress up as their individual characters that they've developed this year uh, at the uh, you know hopefully at the banquet. I like that. Maybe a new a new uh, Stinkies award ceremony category, uh, kind of in the matriculation phase right here. Maybe with uh, you know favorite uh, new character or favorite like character like persona that that was born in the feedback corner. We'll have to maybe see it. Talk to the creative director Joey Bags about this new category possibly. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's get in contact with him. See if we can come up with something. But that that does it for the feedback corner this week. Um, you know, kind of light for, for where we are right now, but I guess there's just been such heavy talk in the WhatsApp chain that has kind of um, taken care of a lot of the feedback that people really have. Yeah, Brent, that WhatsApp chain, it's uh, obviously taken a life of its own here, um, you know, for the good and for the bad. But you're right. I think a lot of people are just kind of laying low at this point in terms of the calls as we go uh, head on into this last week. Uh, you know, we got a lot of things that are, you know, the picture of the playoffs are pretty clear right now. Still a couple things up in the air, specifically seating. We'll get into it later on into the show. But like you said, light week in the feedback corner, uh, just Durazio uh, stirring the pot with his little finger. Uh, and that was it for this week. Where do you want to begin on the field? Yeah, so, I mean, Jay, this, this week started on Thursday and ended pretty much Wednesday. That's That's like a full six days we had of recaps to go over. So... Um, let's start it off with the game that probably had the biggest impact on the playoff standings this week. And, you know, this, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to, we're going to kind of merge a lot of the things we have to talk about just into these segments and not really break it up. So, like I said, this one had a big impact and it was the Spross versus Booby game. And man, oh man, there was a lot of points scored in this one, about 305 points to be exact. And, the victor here was Spross putting up 170. I I think I, I put this out to the league, but he hadn't even equaled 110 in the two weeks prior to this. And now he comes up and not only surpasses his two-week performance, but blows it out of the water. Yeah, Brent. Uh, kind of, honestly, kind of a pedestrian week for Booty. Uh, not a good time to have it for all of us uh, in the league that we're trying to get in to the playoffs, actually, with a you know, decent point standings that maybe might not have been able to get in 
on record. We'll get into it later on. But, I mean, he got a couple uh, good performances there, um, you know, namely by, uh, by Robinson and Amari Cooper, uh, bo- both, uh, you know, with 27. Other than that, kind of a down week. Obviously, he's the hole with Mark Andrews. His all everything quarterback Justin Herbert. I'm just gonna start start calling him Hair Bear. I don't. I just like the way that sounds better. So uh, Hair Bear with kind of a, a disappointing performance. Uh, only 21. And then yes, Bross, you kind of you kind of touched on it. I've obviously been uh, wiping Spross all over the WhatsApp chain with it. Uh, look, this cat had 160 twice in the first month, Brent. He scored 160 twice in September. And since the calendar turned out of September, he's averaged going into this week, he's averaged a shade under 96 points per game. Then he has the audacity to come into this week 12 and drop 170 and basically ruin the playoffs for anybody else. It's just incredible. Now, obviously, he doesn't really help his own standings to get any into the playoffs. He just ruins everybody else's. And he does it on the back of Tyreek Hill's ridiculous game, 78.4, 13 catches, 269 yards, and three tutties, and hopefully one or two suicides by the secondary that was playing that cat. Brent, tackle him. Grab him. Club him in the face while the ball is in midair. Do something for the love of God. 78. Yeah, I mean, that's 78 points. That Doesn't that almost like uh, that more than doubles his, what was it, week 10 performance where his entire team put up 35 points? And then one player over doubles that. You know, the numbers are just, we can go on and on about like the just the sheer ridiculousness of the numbers that happened in this game this week. And, you know, you keep saying you want to call Justin Herbert a bear, right? Is that what you want yeah. to say? Yeah, I like that better. That sounds Isn't, better. Is that because there was a quarterback for the Saints back in the day, <laughs> Bobby A. Bear, and it was called Herbert, right? I, yeah, I believe so. I, I, that might be what's triggering me to want to want to call him that. I think so, and I, I'm pretty sure we have to check with Bags, but I'm pretty sure he's the quarterback of the Saints in uh, Super Tech Mobile, which is why I remember him. Wow. Okay. Well, I, Bobby A. Bear was not a very good quarterback, so uh, maybe Herbert. That maybe that's why he's going with this pronunciation. He doesn't want to harken back to those references. Yeah. So back to the game. You know, the Mark Andrews thing for Booby. Uh, that was a tough hole to eat for him. Uh, you know, that I think that news came out Sunday morning, and he did not have a backup tight end on his roster to plug in for him. Um, you know, call it what you will. Uh, you know. Not great bench management, not having a backup tight end on your in your lineup to to cover that just in case if something happens on Sunday morning. But it is what it is. And I, you know, assuming that Mark Andrews wouldn't have put up, I don't know. Let's see. They didn't do very well in terms of passing the ball in that game against the Steelers on Wednesday. But also Mark Andrews has not had a game this season where he equaled 35 points. So I don't think it had a big impact on the outcome of this game. Yeah, Brent, probably not. It looked like it might have uh, had a big impact until Spross got more luck in that Steelers game, speaking of not being able to pass with that garbage Hollywood Brown 85-yard or whatever it was, 75-yard touchdown uh, in sheer garbage time on that broken play, whatever the hell the Steelers secondary was doing there. It was just a magical week for Spross. 
uh, and he ruins, uh, like I said, everything for everyone else. Yeah, he had two touchdowns this week of over 70 yards, and that's just big points no matter no matter what you do. So anyway, there it is. That's that's the game. We'll talk about the effect that it had on the standings a little bit later, but we can uh, move on to the next game here. And, uh, Jay, that is your game against Bags. You won by over 100 points. Bags with probably his worst performance of the season. I'd have to check back, but it, it might be one of his worst performances since he's been in the league with that. 54 spot he put up on you but you know you've been talking about your team coming on strong when everyone gets back and you you know you proved it this week putting up 167 yeah brent thanks for that i will take my very small mild victory lap carson played only 30 like six percent of the snaps i believe uh hyde had 61 percent he, he came out of the game feeling quote sore so obviously you know carson didn't do everything that he could eckler great welcome back game for him uh with about 18 now he did get he got stopped on two different drives in that game. I think three different plays on the one yard line, three different plays within two different drives. So it could have been an even tastier game uh, for Eckler there in his welcome back week. Uh, just a very balanced overall uh, attack from me this week. The first time since week one that I've had my full roster at my disposal, and like you said, they definitely showed up and showed out in a big way. They made me proud. Uh, probably not going to make the playoffs here, but a great, uh, powerful, resounding finish to my season. Um, I, you know, I made most of the right calls. Debo obviously made me look stupid on the bench. He had a pretty big game. Other than that, all the right calls were made by me. Can't say the same for my opponent this week in Joseph Baggs, who has been cursed all year by the fantasy gods. And it, this is, again, speaking of a resounding way to limp to the, the finish line for Bags. This is it. He leaves. A ton of points on his bench. He outscores his starters with his bench. He, he couldn't have beat me no matter what this week, but he could have put up a hell of a lot more points, uh, and he didn't do it. And, yeah, like you said, he puts up one of his worst games ever, the worst game in the league this year other than that legendary Spross 35 spot. Yeah, just an ugly, empty bags game for sure. And, you know, for you, it, it must feel good. This This must make you feel good about your draft, seeing your team – do this in week 12, if anything, if, you know, like you said, you might not make the playoffs or whatever, but at least it makes you feel a little bit better about your draft and uh, have more confidence next year going into that, knowing that you did the right thing aside from injuries or what have you. But, um, you know, I, I did pick you to win this week and based on your pattern, I would assume you did not pick yourself to win this week. Correct. I did not pick myself uh, to win this week. <laughs> now, one caveat here, you know, I, I must admit I am I'm not as prepared this week. I need to go back and look at the picks. We'll have to regroup on that and get a final count after week 13 just so we can see where we landed. I've had a busy week, but j just like you were uh, pretty wasted and needed me to carry the load last week, just like a good bago team or shirtless volleyball team, I need you to you know carry the water a little bit for me this week. Sure, of course, Brentley. Anything. Any, anything for, for you, partner. All right. So next game we have on the slate here is TJ versus Durazio. Now, this is another uh, team in TJ that is, uh, is kind of fighting for his playoff life here a little bit, which we'll talk about. And he pulls off the win against Durazio, who, you know, his late season trend here of just like having decent weeks, not strong, but, you know, a decent 110 from him. 
this week against TJ, who just overpowers him with 140. Yeah, not a bad showing by um, by Steve this week. Like you said, he's been having um, pretty good uh, games down the stretch. I definitely caught the tail end of one of those a few weeks back. But um, TJ, enough to overcome it. A good, strong week by TJ uh, in a surprisingly pretty quiet week. Da- I mean, Dalvin Cook has a bad game. Uh, Russell Wilson has a bad game and TJ still pulls together a buck 40, which is just a huge performance by his supporting cast. Because as we will get into later on in the show, TJ is, you know, holding on to a playoff spot, you know, by his like teeth right now. So, I mean, if, if he had, you know, kind of, if his team had followed the lead of his two leaders in Russell Wilson and Dalvin Cook, he might have found himself out of the playoffs uh, heading into week 13. As it stands, though, a big win, a big point output. And TJ looks to have solidified his spot moving forward. Durazio, of course, fortifies his spot as well in the toilet. Yeah, you know, he's really been riding Chubb since he got back from his injury. And he's had some nice little pickups that he's plugged into his lineup with uh, Brashad Perryman. And, uh, you know, Jarvis Landry obviously led the way for him along with uh, Chubb this week. Two guys on the same team, no less, on the Browns playing against that bad Jacksonville defense, which is probably going to come into play this week again for TJ because I believe the Vikings play that same Jacksonville defense. So, you know, if Dalvin Cook is able to rebound from his – the coach detailed it as just being pretty beat up. So they might manage his workload a little bit, but regardless, going against that Jacksonville team that just allowed him to have – Two players over 25 points. He has to be happy about that. All right, so moving on to the next game here. We have the Stover versus Fraudo Troll game here. And Stover, you know, just like TJ, he puts up 140 and takes care of Fraudo, who got 54 points from Mahomes, who was obviously throwing the ball to Tyree Kill in that massacre that happened in that game. Yeah, Brent, and I'm tired of looking at it. I've been looking at it all year. Frank, I mean, 128 is not bad. 54 for one dude, and then what else? I mean, okay, Gronkowski gets 19. A miracle 17 and a half from Peterson, which, uh, you know, it was two touchdowns, basically. I'd have to check. Let me just do a cursory quick, quick glance here. That is indeed, that is Peterson's highest output of the entire season is that 17 spot this week on those uh, by virtue of those two rushing touchdowns. Other than that, look at this dude's team. It is pure garbage. Look at it. 6.3, 3.5, 7.7, 8.2. 2. Get, Frank, get out. You are not – I don't even like spending money on quarterbacks. I am going head-to-head against Frank next year on Patrick Mahomes. This is two years in a row that he've had, he's had him. He does nothing else to surround him. His teams are garbage year in and year out. I'm tired of him flukishly getting points and wins on one guy. I'm going to bid him up on Mahomes and maybe steal him. Okay, ran over on that end. Stover, very nice performance again. I like what he's doing here. Um, he's riding with Fitzpatrick, Fitz Magic at the quarterback spot. I'm well, very- that was only that was only because he had, you know, f- put it this way, Frank lost to a team that not only lost their starting qu- quarterback to COVID midweek, but also their backup quarterback did, was unable to play due to injury. They had... Stover had to go to the wire for Ryan Fitzpatrick, which was a third option for him this week to pick up and play, and he, and he still couldn't take that opponent down. 
Yeah, and of course, uh, Stover, as he's been alluding to on the WhatsApp chain, he's he's he, you know he calls me. He's the main guy that calls me out for my whining and complaining. But he's been kind of getting a little whine on on the WhatsApp chain too with his egregious scapping decisions over the last few weeks. Um, you know, he's I, I don't think I really see a spot where he could have gotten Murray into his lineup, but he drops thirty one there, obviously. Um, but by virtue, oh, I, I see a spot completely. Where I do mean, you think he would have slid had, in? Into? Had he had he had Devontae Adams in his in his regular receiver spot over Slayton, who who he had to eat that hole, then he slides Murray right into the flex role, and he gets those thirty one points that he left on the bench. And he's been picking the wrong defense pretty much every week now between the Browns and the Patriots. He ate that hole this week with the Browns. And the Patriots got 10 points. So, I mean, that's right there, 40 points off the bat. That's a 180-point week. And that would put him, like, 10 points behind Booby for the uh, – or maybe even less than that for the MVP. So that is absolutely a big problem for him, these coaching decisions. And he, he just has to clean those up before the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, at least he got 46 from the cheater – uh, this week, yeah. but he won't, he won't have the cheater moving forward. So that'll actually make the coaching decisions a little easier, Brent. Uh, I actually saw in my recap that coach Jay Skapanak is now the number one ranked coach in stinky league. Brent, that's because all of my freaking players have been hurt all year. It's impossible to mess up. Like when you don't have anybody to play, you can only play the guys that you know you have to play. And now he kind of takes one guy out of his lineup. Maybe it makes it easier on him moving forward. You can say what you want about the Will Fuller loss, uh, you know, making it easier. But he has only had one game this season where he scored single digits in a game that he played. He missed one game. Every other game was in double digits. He has been a big loss. Yeah, he's yeah. been a force for Stover. So, you know, heading into the playoffs, he he you know he does not want to see Will Fuller um, leave his lineup. And I think he already dropped him due to the six-game suspension. Hopefully there's no appeal <laughs> and, and Fuller gets that brought down to like two games or something. And then uh, it's like it's like fab party for Will right. Fuller part two or something heading into the playoffs. That would be a mess. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. Now, Brent, real quick, I just want to ask a real quick question. Was I – am I mistaken? Didn't Stover have – LeBaum Jackson this year on his roster? He did, but he has COVID. Right, but he's going to be back at some point, right? Like, in, did he? Oh, he's on. Okay. I can't. The the lineups don't show people. Right. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. The the lineups don't show people who are on IR. You thought he dropped them, didn't you? (laughs) I was going to say, this is big news here. This is a big freaking story that we haven't talked about yet. No, that is unfortunately fake news. Everyone relax. He did not drop Lamar Jackson. (laughs) All right. So that that being said, I think we I think we got enough out of this game, and we'll move on to the next one, which was the Gary game. Now, Gary has been coming on strong, and he continues that trend here. He's riding that Derrick Henry train to 45 points this week, which was, you know, clearing away his best player. He got some other nice performances from Allen Robinson, and uh, you know, a few other guys chipped in. The Rams have been a pretty good defense for him. They got 20 points this week, and I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll read you off like their last like five games, 18, 5, 18, 5, 20. That's, that's, mm. that's pretty good out of a defense. That's very good. That's very good. And speaking of very good is Gare Bear, like you said, coming on strong. I do believe he's uh, – I think he's up to second in points. We'll get into that later on. Um, he's finally – after that five consecutive uh, losing streak that he – five-game losing streak he was on, he is now 1-2. 
Um, very good balanced scoring approach from him as well. Other than he's got a mess at quarterback, he needs to, he needs to kind of look look into here more deeply moving forward. Yeah, he just can't seem to get that quarter, quarterback thing figured out. But you know, he put up this 145 this week, despite the fact that you know Adam Thielen got um, put on the COVID list like midweek, and you know didn't have that guy to put in. So you know this could have been a bigger week for Gare Bear. Correct. And then uh, on the other side, Brown, I, I won't spend much time on it. Uh, another fraudulent performance by the fraudulent team uh, that was his opponent this week. Uh, you know, he got the one good performance by DK and nothing other than that, really. Other yeah. than a, a pretty good defensive performance by his six and a half million dollar defense. Yeah, just just pretty typical on the other side of the ball this this week for uh, for Gary Bear's opponent. But, um, you know, that being said, we can move on to the game that you know, it's, it has a weird impact because Schwarz is now six and six uh, after this win, but um, he loses to Rustle ninety six to ninety four, and you know, I mean, he had fifty three out of Watson on Thanksgiving and still couldn't put up more than a hundred points. Brent, there's just we're ripe with fraudulent teams right now in this in this portion of of the uh, review. Uh, Schwarz somehow. He was literally two points away in a 96-94 game of moving to seven and five. And he couldn't do it despite 53 from his quarterback. What putrid ass this guy's roster is. I do have to acknowledge that he beat me this year. <laughs> of course he did. The bottom four teams have all beat me. Uh while he didn't have a massive outburst of points like the other three bottom four guys, he did get that 51 spot from Joe Mixon on me, on me. But look, this is just a crap game. And I, Russ gets the win. He somehow moves to five and seven. His record's actually getting pretty healthy despite being 13th in scoring. I mean, it's just incredible the matchups that we've had this year that we will continue to have into next week. The luckiness, it's just, I just can't even fathom it. Tyler Lockett for him has been uh, a pretty big problem. I mean, he either puts up like 30 points or under 10 points. Like, I'll I'll read you off like the last six weeks. 61, then 5.3, then 6, then 9, then 17, then 3.8. So it's it's feast or famine with, with uh, Tyler Lockett uh, this year, it seems like. And he's just not getting consistent production from his lineup to carry his team over 100 points most weeks. Yeah, I mean, Brent, we'll, we can move on from this. I don't think we need to, to dwell on this game too much. Well, the last game on the slate would be my game versus PRB then. And PRB puts up 141 points despite the fact that he left Rojo on his bench in favor of Antonio Brown once again. <laughs> How many times do we have to have this discussion? But he keeps doing it to himself. And, you know, even though Kyler Murray only had a pretty low, I, that might have been his season low, that 7.9 points that he had this week. And a quick check shows me that that is far and away his lowest. And he still puts up 141, which I guess he has to be kind of happy about. But I know Jacobs came out of that game pretty dinged up and didn't put up many points. But he got a huge game, which I'm sure you're grinning about right now, from Antonio Gibson. Yeah, Brian, it's been a very successful year for me in terms of wagers. I, I bested Durazio in two bets leading into the Antonio Gibson bet. Now I've obviously won that bet as well. Uh, Frank owes me money, too, from not making the playoffs. So I basically, I've won every bet I've made. I'm not going to win really anything else this year. 
but I'm feeling pretty good on my side bets. And yeah, PRB has got to be feeling pretty good about Antonio Gibson's uh, trajectory definitely pointing up in these next couple weeks moving into the playoffs. Like you said, though, Jacobs is still, he's an RB top 10. I think he's RB8 despite this 3.9 point performance. I think he's RB8 in the stinky. Um, you know, I think PRB has like three top 10 running backs with Gibson, Jacobs, and Rojo, but it looks like it might be down to just two because J- Jacobs did get dinged up. Who knows? I think it's an ankle. Those can be kind of scary. We've seen people miss a lot of games with high ankle injuries this year. So I don't know. But the 141's got to feel good. The win's got to feel good. It locks PRB into the playoffs. He secures a playoff spot with this win. Um, on the other end, Brent, tough week for you to have kind of a down week for you. One of your probably worst weeks of the year and not at not a good time. Um, and pretty much there were a lot of culprits on your squad. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much I could do about it. There's nothing that I left on the bench that would have really saved my team that much uh, from scoring under 100 points this week. I had a lot of pretty just middling performances in just, uh, you know, I had Taylor, who was just coming on strong, getting, you know, I think he had 26 touches the week before, and then his stupid girlfriend gets COVID and hangs out with him, puts him on the COVID list. He doesn't get COVID. He's, up, he's back off that list now. But, you know, just in time for me to not have him this week. And Wilkins gets seven points, which is nothing major. My receivers didn't really do a whole lot. And they've really been carrying my team for the most part this season. So I didn't get much out of them. And I had another Julio Jones um, injury game. So that was a lot of fun and well-timed. But, you know, it's more about the points for me than the wins at this point. And, you know, they just didn't come through this week. Yeah, Brian, it's been a 10 to say the least uh that is obviously kind of shown out here in this last uh week the the penultimate week i should say of the regular season as we move into the final week um and you know brent with all of the the the, you know the emotions that have been displayed here in the whatsapp chain probably on in one-on-one text chats and so forth you know it's there's been a lot of hurt feelings i think this year um, so what, I think we just need to take a little break here from the recap. That game was indeed our final game and maybe just take a little, uh, step back from the show for a minute here, get a word out to one of our sponsors for anyone in the league that is feeling emotional or maybe has f- felt attacked in some way. Uh, there is help out there for you guys. And I, I think that we just need to take a word here from them, get a word from the sponsor Brent, and we'll be right back at the other end. Hopefully, uh, some people could could get in touch with this sponsor maybe during this break as well. Because when we come back, we're going to get into the stats, of course, and then also get into what should have the makings to be a pretty long uh, playoff setup moving into that final week. That much more right after this quick word. Fantasy football can be a savage game, not because of winning or losing, but because of the abuse that takes place in your league. That's where we come in. Here at the Fantasy Abuse Group, otherwise known as FAG, we know you feel like Tyree Kill's battered girlfriend sometimes. Heck, some days you probably feel like Ray Rice's wife. We're here to be a shoulder to cry on. Come to one of our in-person or virtual meetings. 
it's completely anonymous and we respect your privacy so that your league doesn't find out what a sensitive being you are. We can help you navigate difficult situations without leaving the group chat or quitting the league. Upon your request, we will even reach out to the commissioner to have him protect you in your various moments of stupidity. Just remember, I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Welcome back in Stinky Nation. Welcome back. And Brent, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little fragile right now. I think <laughs> may, I, I, maybe I might reach out to this, this sponsor. Yeah, I, I, I might go get a blanket and get like a pint of ice cream. <laughs> um, I feel like I just watched one of those uh, Sarah McLaughlin puppy dog commercials, <laughs> and I hope the, the sad puppy dogs in the league are, uh, are, are feeling a little bit better knowing that they can get themselves some some help or, you know, even some protection from the commission. Yeah, there's help out there, guys. Don't worry. Uh, just to get in touch with the sponsor. I think it says it all. Um, Fantasy Abuse Group. Uh, you know the acronym. Uh, they're out there and they're, they're waiting for you, Brent. Now, uh, let's move on to something a little bit, uh, you know, more uplifting, I think, and get into a little bit of a stinky stat segment, a little truncated stat segment, uh, because we have a lot to get into in terms of the playoff push. But Brent, I needed to wet my palate and just get my beak in the pool and just dap up some of your stats. So what do you have for us this week? Yeah, so like I said, it's going to be a little bit different of episode. Uh, this is kind of like a truncated version of Stinky Stats. I'm going to hit you with some NFL stats. But we're not going to dive into the, uh, the Stinky-related stats this week because with one week left to go, we'll save all of that ammunition for after this week has concluded because that will basically be kind of like final regular season standings for a lot of the players and the, and the rankings in that regard. So I will just instead hit you with some of these NFL stats, and I'll start off with the game that happened last night, and that is Ben Roethlisberger was 13-0 and as a starter in 2004. He is now 11-0. and He joins Peyton Manning as the only QBs since at least 1950 to win each of their first 11 starts in the season two times. Manning did it in 2005 and 2009. Impressive. Uh, we had a little talk off air about uh, Ben today, so I like you. I like to see you sprinkling that in. Yeah, yeah. I figured you would enjoy that based on our uh, potential MVP candidacy of Ben Roethlisberger that we talked about. But um, you know, in in one of the more comical games that happened in this ridiculous season, the Saints Broncos game, which we haven't even talked about, but good lord. There were there were 10 completed passes and 75 passing yards total for both teams combined in that game. What an ass game that was. I, I unfortunately was watching, you know, Red Zone, so I was getting a lot of updates on it. And my goodness, that thing, that 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 Broncos game plan was just abhorrent. There wasn't really much they could do. They had a wide receiver throwing the ball for the first time in, in the NFL. But um, I think he did throw a touchdown pass right i don't i thought he only had one completed pass i might maybe i'm wrong i thought he was like one of 11 or something like that for 13 yards no and then, yeah the final was 31 to 3 so yeah so no there was no touchdown passes okay all right just just wanted to check because I, I thought i had saw a stat that might have uh 
said that he had done something more than Taysom Hill has done because I don't think Taysom Hill has thrown any touchdown passes, but that was the other quarterback in that game. Uh, regardless, uh, the Ravens, speaking of passing uh, inadequacy, the Ravens finished the first half with 11 net passing yards, and only that Broncos-Saints game we just talked about had fewer first-half passing yards of any team in a game this season. Wow, what what a way to end the season for some of these teams with, with a whimper. Yeah, completely. So uh, stay on quarterbacks, and Russell Wilson is the Eagles' kryptonite. He is now 6-0, and including playoffs against the Eagles, and that is the most wins by any quarterback without a loss versus the Eagles since at least 1950. Whoa. That uh, now I see why Frank is wishing players to break their legs and stuff on the WhatsApp chain. The injury troll musing for some injuries because I guess the, the Seahawks just have the number of his homer team. <laughs> that, yeah, that, I mean that's pretty much it. He's he's just a spur in their side every time we play them. But staying with that game, David Moore, receiver on the Seahawks, his stat line in that game: three <laughs> catches, negative six yards, one touchdown. Yeah, I, I remember that graphic popping up <laughs> halfway the through the game, and I was like, what? <laughs> How is that He literally possible? had <laughs> negative yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, I, I can't remember ever seeing a stat like that. I almost threw it into the bizarre stat. Um, all right, so Tyreek Hill, it would, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about him, at least in this section. He is the third player in the last 30 seasons with 200-plus receiving yards in a quarter and he's the first to do so while catching seven-plus passes. The reason I put this in is two other players had 200-plus receiving yards in a quarter, Jay. And that was Quadri Ismail and Lee Evans. Wow. Two names you would not expect to have 200 receiving <laughs> yards in a quarter. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Crazy. Uh, Quadre Ishmael. That's a, that's an it was he he was a former Raven, I think, right? He he was he was uh, Rahib Ishmael's brother, right? Oh, uh, right. Yep. Wow. So, yep. So Antonio Gibson, another explosive performance this week. He is the first rookie since 1948 to have three rushing touchdowns in a Thanksgiving game. You know, Brent, it's getting to the point where I I'm. I, Fuck PRB. You know, he sharks my Gibson pick at the draft. Then he drops like a hundred mil in fab to steal my my Jefferson draft pick. I mean, this guy just sharked all of my young pick. PRB, don't you follow college football enough? Don't you know enough about inbound incoming rookies that you don't have to steal my guys? I'm just beside myself here, Brian. See, it's great. When you say fuck PRB, I know that I can go on mute and take a sip of tequila <laughs> while you're going on a rant. It's like perfect timing, and it works every time. Nice. All right. Jeremy Chin is the first player in NFL history to score a defensive touchdown on back-to-back -back defensive plays, and that was for the uh, Carolina Panthers. I don't know if you saw that. I did because uh, I was – you know, I had DJ Moore in there, and I was hoping – you know, not for defensive scores. You know, I, I wanted <laughs> I wanted the Panthers to, you know, get behind or stay in a close game and, you know, maybe let their offense score some points. But, no, two consecutive defensive touchdowns in a row was delicious. And then they just kind of worked on the clock the rest of the game. Yeah, that, that was uh, not ideal for what you wanted, but you still had 167, so I don't want to hear you crying about it. Um, 
But that is actually the end of the NFL stats. I do have a bizarre stat, and you probably are well aware of it, but it's still bizarre. Due to the Wednesday game, for the first time ever, there has now been an NFL game played on every single day of the week. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is 2020 in a nutshell. That is a bizarre stat, Brent. I like it to end uh, end this segment. I do just want to slide in here real quick. I'm getting some breaking news here um, while we record. Uh, one thing that really doesn't affect anybody else, something's up with, something's up with my guy, uh, Art Juan. He missed practice. It's some kind of a hip thing. I don't like to see that. But bigger news coming at the wide receiver front in Seattle. Looks like DJ Metcalf is going to have to share the field with... He's back, baby. He's back from suspension. The abs are going to be out at a fab party. I know we haven't had a fab party in weeks. This is an impromptu. I'm just sliding it in real quick. Brent, Spross is going to have the shirt on. (laughs) Gordon is back. Someone on the WhatsApp chain send the Spross smoking a joint picture with Josh Gordon on his shirt because it's, it's relevant again, guys. He's back. Man, it's going to be lit in this fab. Who, Tucci with, like, who knows how much. He probably has, like, $170 million left in fab since nah, he doesn't he, do anything. No, he blew it all in Miami running backs. Remember? Oh, you're right. Spent, you're like, right. $135 million on, on you're right. Miami running backs. And, and I think DeAndre Washington, the only one he doesn't have, I think might have led the way for them this week. Shit, I would have so loved to have seen Gordon and Metcalf both starting <laughs> on Tucci's line. But unfortunately, we'll have to see uh, what direction that goes. You know, uh, there's a couple people out there with some fab cash that, that are going to be wanting to slide the remaining fab dollars up and down those oiled abs of Josh Gordon for these last two weeks. So uh, that, that should be an interesting piece to keep an eye on, Brent. But speaking of... Uh, the last week here into the regular season and getting into, of course, the thing that is on all of our minds right now, the playoffs. We want to go ahead and segue into the playoff outlook with one game remaining. Stinky Nation, buckle down, get out your notepads, sharpen your pencils, because we're going to talk about the top six seeds as they stand right now in this last week going into and we're going to kind of see where they can go. How high can they go? How low can they go? Depending, seeding-wise, uh, depending on outcome. So we're going to start at the top with the one seed. Uh, Brent, at this time, if the season ended today, your one seed, ladies and gentlemen, of Stinky Nation would be none other than Stover. With an 8-4 and four mark, he's third in points. He is 2.2 points behind Gary for that second spot in points and 51.2 behind Booty for the MVP. Now, Silver will be the one seed. It's very simple, with a win. If he just wins and he would have to hold his lead uh, on PRB, he is 22 points up on PRB. So if he holds that 22-point cushion and wins his game, he will be the one seed. Yeah, that, that's correct, and, you know, that, that would be a wild finish for sure. And, you know, Stover needing those 51 points to overtake uh, MVP Booby, you know, we can take a look, because that's kind of like a matchup in its own, even though they're not playing each other this week. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we could actually, like, take a look at their matchups right here real quick and see if we think it's possible at all for Stover to overtake Booby for that, for that top seed. And, you know, 
He is only projected for 117 points this week. That's Stover. However, Lamar Jackson is expected to get activated off of the COVID list, and he goes against Dallas on mm. two, on Tuesday at 8:05 p.m. Now, the reason mm. I bring that up is um, it kind of uh, it kind of goes back to like when are we going to record next week? Do we want to record Tuesday during that game? And maybe it comes down to the fact that Stover is vying for Lamar Jackson points. With, with with his best friend Jay uh, doing a live stinky cast to see if Lamar can smoke the Cowboys and push Stover past Booby for the MVP. Yeah, against that ass Cowboys defense on a standalone primetime game, that that smells like it could be a 45, 50-point spot by LeBalm if he comes back in. That would be very intriguing, Brent. Uh, tentatively, I would be uh, in for RSVPing to do a live record during that game with you. All right, sounds good. We'll play it by ear because you know what? It may not matter that much, and we might might benefit from uh, the additional time to uh, to really uh, soak up the uh, the final game of the season and get some stats prepared. But we'll play it by ear. If it is a factor, we'll be nimble and we'll and we'll adapt on the fly and do a live record for that. If it does indeed, if it's in his grasp, we'll say. Sounds good. Now, speaking of Stover, okay, just to finish him out here, uh, Stover can, he can fall a bit. Um, if he loses, he could be as low as the number four seed. Uh, now, a lot of things would have to occur in order for that to happen. It begins with him uh, having to lose. PRB would have to then win. Um, PRB then would have to outscore him. Uh, Gary would have to win and outscore him. It looks like more than likely, uh, even with a loss, Stover should be in it at the three, maybe the two. Um, but he can fall as low as the four seed uh, if he were to lose and a couple other things would transpire. But again, for Stover, it's very simple. Win, don't get outscored by more than 22 by PRB, and he's the one seed. The one seed would be ideal, obviously, that gets him the buy because if he drops down to the three seed, it's mm-hmm. looking pretty likely. I know you haven't gotten this far into the standings yet, but it would look pr- it looks pretty likely that that would match up him with the MVP yeah. in, in Kamish Booby, which, as we know, would be a pretty epic matchup. So, you know, the buy would definitely be more favorable for him, and then he gets to pick his opponent the next week. Correct. Um, so obviously the one is where he wants to be. Um, and speaking of the one and someone else who badly wants it and someone who is just unabashedly throwing out jinx congratulations all over the WhatsApp channel, it is obviously Puerto Rican Brian probably doing some kind of a, you know, some kind of a parade, like a hex parade in Broomall right now as we speak with some kind of voodoo dolls uh, towards Stover. PRB right now slides in at the number two. He's eight and four as well. He is fourth in points. He is 22 points behind Stover, 24 points behind Gary, and 73 points behind Booty. Uh, So he's got some work to do if he wants to climb up to the MVP. Uh, He is the two seed with a win as long as Tucci loses or as long as Tucci doesn't outscore him by 147 points in a win. So it looks like PRB has provided a win. It looks like he will be uh, the number two seed. Now, PRB can be the number one seed with a win, uh, you know, provided that Stover would lose. And, uh, you know, Tucci would 
you know, is in there. But again, it would be the 144 point outscore if 2T wins and PRB wins. Uh, so it looks like PRB is virtually kind of guaranteed a bye week uh, at, at worst, um, certainly with a win. If he wins, he's guaranteed the bye. Now, PRB can, with a loss, PRB can conceivably drop as low as the five seed. So um, he's got a lot, he could potentially do a lot of movement from one through five. But Brent, as with Stover, there are so many scenarios that would have to have to unfold, like four or five different things would have to happen for that to occur. In addition to him uh, basically losing and having a very, very poor game, it's extremely unlikely that he gets that low, but it is not impossible. Yeah, like you said, that's a pretty convoluted path there to um, either the, the one seed or as low as the five seed for PRB. We've talked about Stover's possibilities right now, and you know that's a very deserving team. We've talked about Gary, very deserving team based on his season so far, and PRB, obviously very deserving season. That brings us to, uh, we have two more teams to talk about here now. That would be, you know, potentially the five and six. Well, Brent, we actually, I'm sorry, we haven't talked about Gary yet. We'll get, we'll get to him. He's actually, Gary, we'll slide Gary in at the four. I'm just going in order. That was Stover, one, the, your one seed right now. PRB is your two seed right now. And if the season were to end today, your number three seed would, of course, be the rodent, uh, the vermin himself, uh, the draft weasel with an eight and four record. Uh, he is eighth in points. He is 215 points behind Booty right now uh, for the MVP. Uh, he would, however, be the one seed with a win. So if he gets a win this week and a PRB loss, uh, then he would conceivably be the one seed. Or if he wins and outscores PRB by 145 points, then he could also be the one seed. I thought we were going to talk about like deserving teams, but if I mean, if you want to talk about his team, we can we can uh, we, we can dip that low in the uh, in the point standing here and talk about his team, I guess. But um, you know, I, I feel like uh, that's a pretty I, I, you know, Draft Weasel is playing Stover this week, so right, you know, he would have to be you know one of the the better teams in the league, um, one of the most deserving teams in the playoff picture. Uh, I'd have to look at what his matchup is this week. We'll talk about that in the picks. But like you said, um, you know, his path is now, you know, pretty difficult in order to reach whatever pedestal he was trying to boast about. Correct. And Brent, he has been uh, procuring that number number one spot uh, for virtually the entire season. Um, like I said, he's the number three as of right now. If he were to lose to Stover, which uh, looks likely, we'll preview that game later on. Uh, in the show, but if he were to lose this week, and uh, if Gary were to win, uh, PRB uh, were to win, obviously that would mean Stover would win, uh, and if TJ were to win, um, then that could conceivably drop Tucci all the way down to the five seed here going in. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately for all of us, unfortunately for him, he is locked into the playoffs. Him, Stover, and PRB, the one, two, and three spots are the only ones with a 100% chance to make the playoffs. Um, but like you said, enough of that. Let's move on to another team which is deserving, which is the four seed, which is Gary with a seven and five record. He is second in points right now. He is 49 points behind Booty. He is two points ahead of Stover. He is 72 ahead of PRB. Now, 
Dare Bear would be the two seed with a Stover or Tucci loss. And so obviously they're playing uh, each other. So one of them will lose. Well, so he's only if, about 23 ahead of uh, PRB, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, PRB. I don't want to short. I don't want to short change you. You know, uh, he would call you, you know, he would call you on that. You're right. You're right. Thanks for, uh, th- th- thanks for, thanks for checking me on that, Brent. Yeah, I didn't mean to break your concentration. Um, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. So he's the two seed with, like I said, Stover and Tucci are playing each other. One of them will obviously lose. So if PRB also loses, then Gary would then assume the number two seed, um, you know, provided he maintains that points lead over both parties that lose. So uh, whichever one of the other, you know, current four loss teams might go get that fifth loss. Uh, he would have to maintain his current points lead, and then he could be uh, the two seed. Now, with a loss, Gary can actually fall as low as the six seed, and it is possible that he could be bounced out of the playoffs. But that would be that a lot has to happen for him to get out of the playoffs. He would have to lose, Booty would have to win, and Jay or Brent would have to outscore him by around 115 points. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. So, yeah, <laughs> while there is a slim chance, I would call Gary, he is not a 100% lock like the top three seeds are at this moment, but I would call Gary a 99% chance of being in the playoffs. Uh, it looks like he will not be able to get that bye week, but um, he's in probably as like the three or the four, maybe possibly as low as the six. I don't necessarily see that happening. Yeah, me neither. I, I'd say... Gare Bear is pretty locked in, um, you know, on the back of his pre, you know, very strong season. I think it's like back-to-back strong seasons for Gare Bear. So great job yes. by him. And, uh, you know, he's obviously trying to uh, land in that in that second spot if possible. It seems like it's going to be difficult based on all those scenarios, but he has a shot. But, you know, like I said, like you uh, laid out there, he's, he's pretty much locked in there, we'll say. And uh, we can move into what I think is his fifth right now. Correct. The fifth seed, which at current is TJ with a seven and five record. He's in fifth in points. He's 138 points behind Booty, 19 ish points ahead of you, Brent, and 30 ish points ahead of me. Um, it's very, very simple for TJ. Win and you're in. If he wins, he's in. Nothing can stop it. Um, with a loss, however, very likely that he could be out. Uh, Brent, because it's going to be covered in upcoming scenarios, I don't want to get into it too much with TJ. We'll discuss it uh, on the next two seed lines of what what it would take to bounce TJ out of the playoffs. Um, But like I said, he is in with a win. It's that simple. He's playing you um, and he's all he has to do is beat you and he's in. Um, I think we'll probably take a quick break here get a word from our sponsor after we cover the sixth seed. But after that, we'll come back in and I will review the scenarios uh, which could land TJ on the outside looking in. But real quick, uh, before we get get out to that break, I just want to talk about the sixth and final seed. And it is the Commissioner Booty checking in with a six and six record. He is first in points. Uh, He can get, Brent, listen to this. He can get no higher than the five seed. Well, so you know what? I feel like this is a good time to uh, talk about a couple of things that have been uh, that I've been kind of like looking into. And you know, I I didn't really want to talk about an undeserving team like Weasel, but you know, 
he had mentioned like how his season has been driven by a little bit of luck and you know <laughs> prior seasons to this have you know have been you know maybe he has not gotten the luck but let's take a look at that and weasel now has his third season with a winning record that is pretty much guaranteed by his record at this point that is his third season since 2007 with a winning record let me just let me just put it that way i'm hmm. gonna break down his yearly finishes from wow. 2019 to 2007 all right wow okay 2019 13th in the league hmm. 2018 12th in the league 2017 10th in the league 2016 14th in the league 2015 congrats winning record third in the league 2014 ninth 2013 13th 2012 third congrats another winning record way to go 2011 10th 2010 6th then 9th 14th and 13th to take mm. us back to 2007 so if he really thinks that he was actually close to any type of success over his career he wasn't on the borderline he was either terrible or not good enough okay so basically what what he was saying on the whatsapp chain was oh well i've gotten bad luck or there were times i've gotten bad luck or, or whatever right so essentially what you're indicating is not only has he not had the records to put him in the playoffs all these years but the points are confirming that he shouldn't have had the record, right? So it's not so it's essentially refuting his his premise, his very premise that he's probably had years where he didn't get the luck because he's been basically it sounds like ninth to fourteenth, like eighty five percent of the time. Pretty much. So that pretty much refutes and sums up his shithead resume in this league that he can try and, you know harken back to if he wants to try and limp on a on a luck thing but you know mm -hmm. the fact remains he's just been terrible and every once in a blue moon he gets a little bit lucky in the wins and loss column and has a you know was his second playoff appearance so yeah congrats. I, yes yeah and congrats. and and brent I, you know i did the whole tucci challenging last night like i said there was five people ahead of him in points that are you know and all of them would all of them except for TJ would have improved their standings some in a drastic fashion some would go from like the six seed like booty up to the one or two seed some like me that probably is not going to get in at all would be looking at a one seed possibly whereas if you reverse him with my, with just my schedule I, I would look at this maybe I might have to look at this for other people he'd be four and eight right now so uh, you know the luck looks like it's gone all his way this year it's not a little bit of luck it's a lot of luck Agreed. And, you know, there was uh, the last team that you talked about there in Booby, who, um, you know, I don't want to rain on his vacation while he's getting wet on the MVP <laughs> possibility. But, you know, let's say he loses to you this week, which honestly, the way your team is playing is a distinct possibility. Let's just say that he loses to you this week and he goes to six and seven, right? Mm -hmm. His records over the last five years would be six and seven. Four and nine, six and seven, five and eight, six and seven, all below 500 since he turned 40. So, wow. you, you know, we can look at it from a points perspective with Weasel, or we can look at it as, as a record perspective with Booby. And, you know, he would still have his fifth consecutive losing record if he loses this week. Interesting, Brent. Uh, and, you know, it, like you said, maybe it is a distinct possibility. Looks like, <laughs> surprise, surprise, I have some injury situations popping up here, as I alluded to with 
Uh, Art Juan Brown, AJ Brown, and Chris Carson also absent from practice now today as well. So who we'll knows what's that. going on? We'll hit that yeah. in the pick segment. You know, I didn't mean right. to interrupt with that big dump there. That sure. I took. Um, sure, understood. But but Booty, like you said, he could drop to six and seven. Uh, even if you know, even if he wins. Uh, he's likely locked into this six seed. Now, as I said, he can get no higher than the five. He will be the five if he wins and TJ loses. Um, if he loses, now again, this is one of those Gary scenarios. He could possibly fall all the way out of the playoffs, but it is ridiculously unlikely. He would need like a Spross-like 35-point game, and either me or you would need to drop like 190. Uh, so, yeah, it's like a 99. He, too, is like a 99% ability to get into the playoffs. So, basically, Brent, what I'm saying here, uh, after I've looked into all of these scenarios, is five of those six teams I just listed, if you are listening closely, Stingy Nation, you're like 99 to 100%. Like, three of you are 100%. The remaining uh, two are 99%. And then the guy who's like kind of on a tenuous ground there is TJ which, Brett, we will get into on the other end of this quick word from one of our sponsors. Uh, we're going to look at, coming in immediately from this break, we're going to look at the people who still have a shot, an outside shot, if that, at a playoff spot. Um, and then we will also look at the bottom. We will look at the bottom dwellers. We will look at the toileteer and see what's going on as we're one week out from the toilet bowl beginning as well. Brent, that and as well, we'll do some picks at the other end of this break. But I've been talking about quitting uh, the Stinky League and, and or fantasy football altogether all year long, basically since the championship game last year. And now more than ever, I think that I'm leaning towards that quitting point because there might be maybe something on the horizon that sounds a little more wet. We'll have to take a word from them right now but make sure you join us after this break. Are you getting sick and tired of your typical fantasy league chat? Bored with all the cookie monster gift and eggplant emojis in your league? Prefer to make all your late night waiver wire moves in the nude? Frustrated with the limited dick talk in your fantasy league? Prefer the male photo hunt over the normal female version? Enjoy that feeling when you get out of a pool with a fully saturated bathing suit? Look no further. Wetnicity. Here at Wetnicity, our staff provides all the wettest subject matter and media content to make all your league members wettest dreams come true. Our staff provides countless dripping hours of gathering, moist bone dripping content material. We then hand deliver all lathered up right to your chubbed up lap on a oozing platter. Then just sit back and get ready to be soaked in the pants. Your whole league will be swollen from the dig down after getting hit with our 100% pure wetness content. Watch as league members become completely drenched in the dying and experience firsthand our saturated topics. Wetness. No more waking up late at night with bone dry briefs or hot oils in sight. Get wet 
get slippery, get wetness. It's wetness for the boys. Wow, Brent, I am speechless. Welcome back in, Stinky Nation. I'm sorry, I am at a loss for words. That obviously was Joseph Bags checking in with a sponsor written by, and I guess maybe creating a new league. We've been talking about it for a year, and Brent, my drenched right now. What about you? I I have a towel. I had to go get a towel to uh, to kind of just like dry off. I was just completely drenched from that sponsor, and you know he just knocked it out of the park. You know, lots of dong going on in that sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, just a, a superb job. Thank you for sponsoring the show with that absolutely wet, wet, wetnessity sponsor. Wetnessity. Amazing. I love it. Joey, seriously, I don't even think, I don't even, Brett, we don't even have to do the sponsors anymore. Joey, you're hired. Okay. You're hired. You can do, you can do more sponsors for us. My goodness. And sign me up, pencil me in for that wetnessity league, Brent. Uh, incredible. Um, okay, Brent, I, I lost my train of thought with all the dong, with all the dong speak. I can't, let me try to get back on, on track here. Okay. So uh, before the break, we talked about the top six teams uh, in the playoffs currently going into uh, this week 13. Let's look at the guys that still kind of have a little glimmer of hope uh, with the next guy, the seven spot at this moment, which is me. Jay at six and six with a six and six record, seventh in points. Uh, that is 155 behind Booty. I am 11 behind Brent and 30 behind TJ. Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. It st all starts with your game, Brent. Yours and TJ's matchup. It it's this simple. I am eliminated from the playoffs with a TJ win. So if TJ gets a win, nothing I can do can get me in because it would mean that the booty secures that sixth spot. It would mean that TJ guarantees a better record than me. And it doesn't really matter what happens from there. If, however, right. go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so let's break this down a little bit simply. So let's say that I beat TJ this week. I, I would need to outscore him by 20 12. points. No, about 19. You're right. Yep. About, yeah, you would, yeah, 20 points. Yep. I would need to outscore him by 20 points or more. And you would need to then outscore me by 11 points or more for you to get in. Correct. So if you, if, if you beat TJ, um, you can get it. Now you would need one more thing to happen other than me. Uh, honestly, I don't even really have to win my game. Uh, I could win or lose my game. If you beat TJ, all that really has to happen for me to get in is for me to outscore you by 12 and TJ by like 31. Um, and win because, and you would need me to still win the game because correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. You would have to win. We, uh, both of us would need booty to win his game this week. So, um, yes, booty, booty would need to win his game. Um, 
unless, so this is the scenario, this is where it just gets so tricky and why I wanted to separate me and you. Because if you would beat TJ and I would win my game, TJ and I would technically be tied in the record column. So we would, like, we would both be seven and six. Uh, and Booty, um, you know, would still be utilizing the Booty rule if I would beat him to get into the sixth seed. But by virtue of you beating TJ, I would then, if I would win, we would both be seven and six. And therefore, if I outscored TJ by 31 points, I would get in over TJ into the five seed, uh, technically, if I would win. If I would lose, though, then Booty wins. And if you win, then TJ and Booty have the same record. Therefore, Booty would be in as the fifth, and TJ would be dropped to the sixth. And then he would be, uh, you know, capable to be booty ruled out, which is where you and I would then come in to those sea lines. So I can basically, it doesn't matter if I win or lose, as long as you win, you must be TJ for me to get in uh, period. Um, now for you to win, you would need to, again, what we just said would be applicable to you. You would need to beat TJ to give yourself any chance of you getting in starts with you winning the game and beating TJ. Um, you would then need to have booty win. Uh, because over you right because so essentially correct. the essentially the me versus tj game and you versus booty game are the two games this week that are really going to determine the final playoff teams correct yep correct yeah it's right now the, the top six look pretty likely tj i said like i said 99 to 100 percent for five tj i give him a 65 percent chance right now and maybe me and you with like a 25% chance ish each, maybe 30, maybe as high as 30%. Um, uh, but that's Brent, that's really it. Uh, and like you said, it's those two games, me uh, versus booty, you versus TJ. Those two games are going to, are going to really decipher that last and final playoff spot. So, so I'm essentially cheering for you to lose Correct. and my, myself to win. And you are cheering for me to win, and it doesn't matter what happens in your game. Correct. Yeah, all that I need to do is score points. I don't. It does. It really doesn't matter as long as I put up like one, you know, one fifty, one sixty. If Booty beats me like one seventy to one sixty or whatever, really doesn't matter to me as long as you win. If you lose, I could score two hundred and fifty points, and it doesn't matter um, unless you know I somehow outscore Booty. But that's that would be the only way then at that point. Um, and, and that's your scenario. Now, I'd say the only other person with a faint uh, glimmer of playoff hope would be Spross. Um, so he's really the only one I'll, I'll mention here in this, in this part of guys who are still alive, quote unquote. Uh, basically, the same scenarios. Uh, he's got the same scenarios as me, basically. But he's got to outscore me by 53 you by 65 and TJ by 84. So like I said, going into this week, he's been averaging like under 96 points per game. I, I don't necessarily see lightning striking again, two weeks in a row and him having, you know, a buck 70 or getting 80 from one guy. So Spross to me is basically, like I said, you and I maybe have a 25 to 30% chance. I'd say Spross has like a two or 3% chance right now. Okay. So that, that would uh, pretty much round up the playoff contenders, I guess, for a playoff spot of everyone in the league. But um, one thing we haven't talked about before we get into the pick segment, which, you know, that's obviously going to rehash some of these these conversations that we just had. 
But um, I would like to hear more about the toilet bowl possibilities. Sure. First, just moving down real quick. I'm not going to mention them. Uh, not, the ninth and 10th seeds right now would be Frank and Schwartz. Uh, they're both six and six. Uh, I'm not really going to touch on, on them at all. I don't talk about playoff scenarios for teams that are in the bottom four in points, which both of those teams are currently occupying toilet space in points. So, but they're out there lurking uh, both at six and six. And Brent, believe it or not, they freaking play each other this week. So one of these assy teams is going to be over 500 and be uh, bottom four in points most likely. So I don't want to dwell on them. Um, we did already kind of touch, you actually would be a next year just based on record. This, these, these seed lines are based purely on record, unfortunately until we activate the SSR methodology moving into next year. So unfortunately you would slide in at the 11th, technically, even though you're sixth in points, uh, uh, like 11 above me, 19 behind TJ. Uh, we already talked about your scenario. Um, let me go ahead and cover the toilet area right now. As we stand at this moment uh, going in, Steve would be, uh, he's a lock. Steve is a 100% certainty in the toilet bowl. Really, that's the only one that's guaranteed a toilet spot. Um, moving up, the next seed, the next coming up from Steve would be Joey Bags. Um, then we get to Russ next. And then actually, Brent, again, based on record, it would be you right now going into the last week. Thank God we enacted the reverse booty roll because what a joke that would be if the dude, the cat that's in sixth in scoring right now overall and like 20 behind the five seed right now would end up in the toilet. Luckily, because of the reverse booty roll, you reverse booty yourself out and dump the snake into the toilet. So right now, uh, the where it would stand going in here, uh, to you know, the last week it would be Schwarz, Ross, Bags, and Steve in those toilet spots. Wow. Okay, that 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 sounds pretty locked in at this point. Is there any potential for anyone that you didn't mention to sneak into the toilet? Well, Brent, there unfortunately there are a couple scenarios which would put a, a you know maybe a couple different people into the toilet. Um, if so. One of these ass teams in in Schwarz and Frankie, who uh, are literally Brent like fifteen and twenty points behind Russ for the worst points in the league. I'm sorry, the second worst points in the league. Um, and, and you know Steve is catching up to these two, but uh, one of them will win. So one of them is going to be seven and six. The other one will be six and seven. So one of these teams basically is going to, by virtue of being seven and six, and the other one being six and seven, will get out of the toilet. So it's it's basically impossible for Frank and Schwartz to be in the toilet like they should be. Um, so you know, where we go from there, look, if Russ wins, okay, Ru Russ is five and seven. If Russ would win along with, you know, one of those teams being six and seven from a loss, Russ would be six and seven. That team would be six and seven. Uh, if Bags wins, uh, he's still actually five and eight, uh, even with a win. Now, Brent, if you lose, five you, and would, eight. you would be five and eight. So right. if by virtue of a loss, uh, you would actually 
you would be in the toilet with bags. You two would be five and eight by virtue of your record. You'd be in the toilet with Steve at two and 10. And then it would be a, a kind of a showdown between uh, Russ at, at six and seven. Uh, one of those other Schwarz or Frank, the loser at six and seven. And, and maybe, maybe one of maybe the winner of that game at seven and six, because at that point it's the lowest points remaining. Um, but you would bet you would actually, if you lost, and and Russ, it's basically really about Russ here. Uh, if Russ wins and, and you lose, it, it's possible that you could end up in the toilet. Okay, so I think at this point it's a good time to start to get into the pick segment because we're going to have to start to see who some of these teams are playing to see if, sure. if uh, some of these outcomes are even somewhat remotely possible here. So uh, because you ended that note on um, – on whether Russ could win his game. Let's start off the pick segment with his game. And he is playing against Mark Spross, Loss, and Associates. Yeah, do you, want, do you want me to start this one off, or do you want to take this one first? You can take this one. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Spross and Associates, who uh, I've been mixing it up with him on WhatsApp. Uh, and basically uh, he's just been annoying me all, not all year, uh, but j- just mainly most recently, especially with this game and him calling me out for whining, which I am fucking whining, but then he tries to retort with like his hardships of the year. And he actually, <laughs> he mentioned Tyler Boyd and, and, and <laughs> Tyler Boyd's diminishing returns because Joe Burrows got hurt. Like the stuff he said was just comical. And then I looked at his schedule and was appalled to see that I would be nine and three if I played his same schedule. But anyway, uh, I, I think that he's got enough juice left in the tank. Um, and he's coming off of that big game. Like, I don't expect that again, but I expect like a solid one, like 30 ish, maybe one twenty-five. And Russ is ass. Russ is middling. He's been tanking. I don't know how he gets with, he got a win with 96 points this last week. Um, I don't, I just don't see him getting out of a hundred points. Uh, he's now, like I said, moved into 13th in scoring. I, this guy deserves to be not deserves because of the injuries and stuff. Like I feel bad for him, uh, and everything that he's endured this year, but he is a, he belongs in the toilet. And I think that he's going to get put there when Spross wins this week. Yeah. Well, you know, being that it's the year where anything that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong. Um, Russ winning this game would certainly put me in jeopardy. And, um, I'm going to take Russell in this game. Wow. I think that it's just that's how it's going to go down. I think Spross coming off a big game is due for another one of his piece of shit games mm-hmm. that he was putting up beforehand. And Russ will get the win just to make everything more fucked up. Okay. Where do you want to go? Where where shall we go next? There's a lot, a lot of matchup, big matchup. Well, maybe mainly only two matchups. Where do you want to go next, though? So let's move right into the ones that are going to, you know, really determine things from that pivot. And we'll go to the uh, TJ versus Brent game. And if Russ wins, he would kind of he would kind of put me in the toilet bowl if I if I lose. So I'm going to take a look at this game that I have against TJ. And uh, yeah, keep this theme going. TJ is going to win. Yeah, Brent, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on this pick uh, because, uh, like I said, I am eliminated from playoff contention, um, uh, mainly thanks to Spross beating Booty. 
now I really need TJ to lose this game um, or I got no shot. So I, too, because I am such a loser and everything bad happens to, for, and around me, unfortunately for you, partner, I'm now, like, with you. I'm riding with you on this. So Great. Great. I'm going to be – you've already had horrendous luck own right this year. Like, of, of the people that could complain against me complaining, like, you are one of the candidates. So you've had your own fair share of misery and heart, heartache this year. But now, unfortunately for you, you're riding with the OG of losers. You're riding with the GOAT of losers. So, I mean, bro, I don't see any way you could win this game. I'm taking TJ as well. Yeah, I'm taking TJ. We agree on that one. Uh, so, uh, oh, all right, cool. Fantastic. Let's go to your game now. And uh, let's see what's going to happen there. You know, I'm going still, you know, worst case scenario, but I'll let you take this one. Well, Brent, I, you know, I've been feeling pretty confident about my squad as of late. Uh, I think I'm ripe for a letdown. Uh, I, I think I've won maybe five of six games. If it wasn't for losing to Durazio on his high point of the year uh, where I would have beaten everyone but PRB that week, I think it would be like six straight wins. Uh, for me, six, I don't know, six or seven straight wins. I think I'm just ripe for a letdown. Uh, I was feeling it still, even feeling the letdown. But then this A.J. Brown uh, news has me completely spooked. Uh, you know, it's been the knee that he's been dealing with, so that would be fine. But now it's a hip. Uh, so he missed practice completely today. I, I don't even have another wide receiver because Moore not only is D.J. Moore hurt, but he's on by. So I don't even have a wide receiver right now. Edelman hasn't been activated off IR. So I don't even have anybody to start there uh, if he doesn't play. Uh, and then Chris Carson came out of that game, like I said, where he played 37% of the snaps, feeling, quote, sore. He hasn't played yet in practice this week. He's questionable, too. He'll probably play, but who knows what his snap count's going to look like. I just don't. I'm not feeling it, Brent. Not that it's probably going to matter because we already picked the, the, the TJU game. But I'm going to go with the commish to get the win. Uh, he's going to be the MVP this year. Like, you know, like we've been, like we've been saying, uh, he's, or like you said, he's going to be below 500 for like five straight years if he doesn't get this win. Uh, I think he'll get the win. And, you know, Brent, I hope he does. I hope I, I hope I miss the playoffs fair and square. With everything that has ensued this year, I would like to lose, have a bad week point-wise, and have, you know, TJ win so that I'm soundly – put out of the playoffs and I, and I, I don't have to second guess it then all off season. Yeah. You know, uh, like I, like I uh, alluded to, I am going to take you in this game because, you know, uh, anything that could go wrong at this point will go wrong. And, you know, I would need booty to win this game to get into the playoffs. And even if I did get the win versus TJ, I'm going to have you winning this game. That would just, you know, erase any playoff hopes for me. I'll, I think you're going to find a way to win this game and keep booty under 500. Wow. Okay. All right. So next game up, let's keep having fucking fun here. Uh, let's go to the Stover versus Weasel game. Yeah, I've, you know, Brent, I, we don't really have to talk too much on, on this one, at least on my end. I'm going to go with the current number one seed in, in the playoffs to, uh, confirm that number one seed, uh, provided, of course, he keeps PRB at bay. Uh, I like Stover to win this game, and 
to push Tucci conceivably all the way down to the fifth seed, uh, but to basically cement him as number one seed and get that all important buy and the the picking privileges into the second round. Uh, what do you think? That sounds lovely. That sounds like a nice little rosy picture that you just painted there. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hell World. Wow. I'm going to lock fucking weasel wow. in this game. I'm going to lock him. Incredible. That's how, that's how confident that everything is just getting blown up. And weasel is going to beat Stover this week and, you wow. know, do his little weasel dance into the playoffs. That's, that's, that's where I'm going with this. Brent, I'm looking at the picture right now, the little, the little avatar of the weasel picture. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking all of a sudden of, of Carl's weasel laugh in Billy Madison. (laughs) Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. You know, a little laugh. When actually the one guy like imitates it, right? And that's kind of what it looks, what that picture looks like. He's a douchebag. He made some menacing comments to me earlier today and then he did that little weasel laugh that he does. Oh yeah, how's that laugh go again? You know. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if if Tucci weasels a win here out. You you know what would be even more befitting uh, this season and Tucci season in general and just 2020 as a whole would be if Tucci wins this game like 100 to 99 or something. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be that would be 2020 in a nutshell right there with with his fraud fuck team just getting a nice cheesy win over, uh, you know, pretty much the best or second best team in the league. So, yeah, I'm, I'm locking it. That's going to happen. I'm locking wow. it. Wow. Okay. And, and you know what? I have a two bold, not in this game, but in my okay. game that I'm okay. going to throw back out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind a little bit right back into that game. And okay. it's uh, one of TJ's players. And it's, uh, it's actually a big name from around this time of year last year that I know St- Steve Durazio will not forget this name. But I'm going to say Brashad Perryman, if you wow. remember that, that whole oh, thing yeah. with this frost last year so i'm gonna say brashad perryman you know you know rears his ugly head this time of year in december again and you know what is he you know he's actually been on a nice little run he's had like a 30 point game in here no 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 40 points this week fucking book it 40 40 i don't care how Brashad perryman is gonna score 40 40 the over under in that game is 47 he's gonna have 40 points well, partner, that would hurt me as much as it hurts you, obviously, uh, because <laughs> I need you to get that win. So uh, I'll be watching in exact the, the, the exactly same amount of misery as you're watching if that happens. Yep. Bring it on, Brashad. Let's let's do it this week, buddy. All right. Uh, shit, I lost my place. Where are we? So let's go to the uh, the fraud bowl, I guess we'll call it. I feel like this wow. is fraud bowl part three or four with the amount of Frodo games we've had, but you know what I'm talking about here, and it's the Frank versus Schwarz game. Yeah, is this is this one mine or yours, Brad? Oh, uh, you know I'll take this one. Okay, let's just let's just let's just do it live here. <laughs> we'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. I'm gonna take. Uh, let's see. Mm, I'll take Schwarz in this game. Okay. No, no, no reasoning or anything. Oh, you know, just because, you know, uh, let's see. Cause you know, either one being a fraud team, you know, I would love to see Frodo have a sub 500 record and, you know, maybe this is the one bright spot this week and maybe Schwarz beats him. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I was kind of, I was, 
I, I was going to go with Schwartz, too. I don't want to agree with you on this one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do it. I think Mahomes might have a letdown game in that Denver game. Uh, it's a night game, I think. It's going to be cold and probably very windy. Uh, Denver's defense isn't I, that bad. Um, I, so I, I can kind of see Mahomes not having 50 points, and if that's the case, uh, I think it'll be tough for him to get points. I'm going to go with Schwartz somehow to get to seven and six, which <laughs> makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Now, Ferrado has a lot of buys. He's got like his his bullshit Tampa Bay players on buy Fournette, and you know I get he's gonna have to replace those like two points or three points that Fournette gets like a, like a week. So you know, boohoo, that's gonna be a real tough one to replace that number one. But you know, he has uh, Gronk on buy as well. You know, he's he's gonna put in his other number one, uh, Jared Cook, probably to, to cover that. And uh, who knows? He's got another number one. And fucking Jalen Rager here, he'll probably slide into that receiver spot. Who knows with uh, with with that team? But uh, yeah, I'll take Schwartz. You're right. R- R- Rager was one of those ones that he talked about earlier in the year. That was one of the ones. So you're right. He's got a plethora of ones on the bench, but I still am with you. I'm taking Schwartz in this one. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the Spross versus Rustle game. All right. Bring him on down. Let's see. Uh, I think this is yours to pick. Go ahead. Yeah, this one is mine to pick. And wait a second, did we? Did oh, we? Yeah, we, we did. Done, this we one began already. with this. Game. Yeah, we did this one already. <laughs> Rack right. that. You took. You've got Russ. I've got Spross. Uh, who knows what the hell is going to happen in that game? Uh, where? What do we have left? I think we have Gary, oh, we versus, have... Gary versus Littlefinger. Okay, there we go. Okay, do, have do you picked want... the lock? You haven't picked. The lock? I have not picked a lock yet. No, and I cannot pick it in this one either. Even though I will be picking Bear Bear. I'm going to pick Gary. He's The arrow is pointed back up. He had that midseason lull with those five straight losses, but now he is reborn out of the ashes. He's rising like a phoenix. Gare Bear is riding to prominence, I think, and I, I think he's going to sneak into that number 2C2 somehow. I'm not quite sure how he's going to do it. It looks like he can't get it, but I think he's going to pull a, a rabbit out of his hat with his Phoenix Talon, uh, and he's going to smash Durazio and stomp him resoundingly into the toilet. So Durazio will end the regular season, Brent, with two wins. It's hard to believe. His only two wins against Russ, who is 13th in scoring in the league, and his other win against me. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, you know, for a couple of reasons, I think, uh, you know, you know, deep down, I'd, I, I think I'd kind of like to see Gare Bear win it all this year. Uh, you know, not only was I, you know, kind of like putting him up as the best team since like week one and he hasn't won it before. I think it'd be a nice little story to see a team win five games, lose five games. And then, like you said, rise from the ashes and, you know, take take home his first sticky championship and, you know, maybe bring some mushroom chocolate bars nice. for everyone to celebrate with. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm also agreeing with you. I'm going to take. Gare Bear in this game, but you know this one I, I'm picking based on um, the matchups and the fact that I cannot pick Steve to win a game pretty much since uh, week four. So yeah, I think Gare Bear is gonna gonna come away with a W here and solidify his standings um, in in trying to get into that bye week with another probably big week I'm thinking from Gare Bear here. But uh, the last game on the slate that I think you're waiting to pull your lock from is. The PRB versus Bags game. So uh, why don't you just drop the lock on PRB? Yep. I haven't used him yet all year somehow. Uh, surprisingly, he's been very solid all year long. 
Uh, he's got many players that I like <laughs> that I like on his team. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and put the locker on PRB to uh, go ahead and snag that number two seed. Now, I just said Gary was gonna get get a two seed too. I don't really know how this is all gonna happen. <laughs> It's literally mathematically impossible. If Gary and PRV both win, it can't happen because Tucci and Stover, one of those two will win. So, but I like PRV as my lock in this game. Uh, Joe, Joey Bags, it's just been uh, an excruciating, honestly, two seasons in a row. I think he was under 500 last year. He's under 500 again this year, but to go with his under 500 year, he's going to be in the toilet bowl. Um, it's just been a tough year, I think, and it's just going to be cemented here with this final game. I think PRB gets an easy win, and I'm putting a lock on it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really go against you that much on this one. I think uh, Kyler Murray, you know, he's not in a great spot for a bounce back game here, going against the Rams, whose defense has actually been pretty, pretty solid. And you know, the status of Jacobs is a little bit uncertain right now. Um, you know, who he would be able to plug in for him is not Ronald Jones because he's on a bye this week. So, you know, he's he's in a kind of a weird spot. He could put Booker in if if Jacobs doesn't play. I'm not sure that'll have the same impact on the game that uh, Jacobs would if he was in the game. But he does have Jefferson going against the Jaguars. Great matchup there. Um, his Washington guys, not a great matchup. And he's three guys on Washington all mm-hmm. going at Pittsburgh on Monday in a yeah. weird Five o'clock primetime game. Um, so, you know, not great there. Um, yeah, fuck it. Bags. Bags going to win. Wow. Okay. And, and Brent, with that, we've got four differences this week, uh, including two different locks. Um, could be an interesting, not that we really have anything to play for in this head-to-head <laughs> other than pride and bragging rights. Uh, but I think going into this week, I think we'll have to check the tape last week if it becomes an issue here. Uh, but I think I'm up three. You, we have four differences here, including locks. You could overtake me here uh, on this end swing, which would be something. That would be that would be you getting something out of the year. So you will have had that, and I will have my little side bets, and likely we will have nothing else. Yeah, I mean that would just be uh, like like I said, you saw how my picks went this week, and I'm just. I'm just picking worst worst case scenario at this point because uh, I just want to see uh, it all it all pretty much get burned to the ground and rise from the ashes with SSR. Strong and stay tuned, Stinky Nation, because once we sort out everything on this playoff swing, we will have some SSR rankings of the way things could have been and a pending drop of some informations on the SSR, which is guaranteed to be lit, wet, and drenched all in one. Brent, that's pretty much all I'm looking forward to at this point. We'll have a little bit more time um, once things are, are kind of focused into just the playoffs um, to kind of uh, get more wrapped up in that in that absolute wetness that we're going to drop. But um, like you said, you know, hold on tight. We got that coming. We got, we got some things in the works. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to like the presentation as well as the execution. Can't wait, Brent. Uh, What I can wait for and I don't want to ever come is this fucking weekend because it is going to be an interminable trudge of shit. I know I can already taste the shit in my mouth that's coming this Sunday and Monday. I can't wait. Actually, I could. You know what, Jay? My my dog has been straight up dropping fucking fireball farts this whole episode and i think it's just a like a like a harbinger of things to come this week so i'm with you yeah it's a little prelude of the ass 
So I, you know, I just hope I want the full ass. I, like I said, uh, I alluded to, I just want to be put out of my misery. I want to lose. I want my players to not respond. I want 70 points. I want TJ to win. I want no doubt that I should have missed the playoffs. Uh, otherwise it's going to be a tough pill for me to swallow. I'm sure it will happen. Uh, actually, Brent, it probably won't happen. I will be like one thing away from happening and it will not occur in the most comical and hilarious of ways, uh, which is the way I like to do things. But, Brent, that is all the time we have for the show today. Um, I don't know about you, uh, but I'm going to probably be calling both of the sponsors this week. I want to thank Joey Bags again for a magnificent sponsorship drop. I'm still a little moist. I'm going to have to change my panties once, once we get off of this call and we end this record. Uh, good luck to all of the owners this week. Um, except for TJ, I, I, you know, Brent, I hope you beat TJ. Um, other than that, good luck to everybody out there. Uh, hopefully Frank, uh, and Schwartz both lose the game. They're playing each other in. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. Maybe like, a, a, a tie down to the decimal points. Uh, other than that, stinky nation. Uh, we went a little long here, despite the fact we cut some corners, but we had a lot to talk about going into the last game of the regular season. Make sure you join us next week at a special time, another special record, uh, tentatively, as we mentioned earlier, Tuesday, live game, live record to go over all of the scenarios and see exactly what the seed lines will be. Until then, no stinky nation, night, night, and keep those buttholes tight and good night now! Check my comprehensive catalog of craft. I'm daft, I battle all like I don't have it all. Avangard, Battlestar Galactica, got rhymes per capita. I'm shining through the aperture, but I'm not gonna bust no caps for ya. That's another genre. I'm the Black Bomber, Track Charmer, Sack Burner, Distract Burdens, if it ain't that urgent. Nerd Prince, words sitting on invisible infidel, interstellar, hella clever endeavors, immeasurable, with only heaven to go incredible. Melodramatic with tales from the tablet. You fail cause you average, regardless of your sales and your status, you extra baggage. I bamboozle like a mobbing in a land cruiser. Down MacArthur, artistic archer, autistic misfit. Y'all get the sickness when, when I, I spit the, the wickedness. It's bitch wig like kid ignorance. Leave you headless like Icky Bob. I infuriate and tick you off. Stick the pop. Hip-hop's too difficult. To me, it's a cult. Lyrics lacerate and slit your throat. Teach your brain down like Piscopo or Stiffico. I don't know, different strokes. So respect me before I whip out old Betsy. Surgically remove you from my testes. Purposely improve you just to see who the best be. With soul, I'm sexy. Take a pole to know the prestige. Large lefty. I automate, animate my soul sanitation. Like I got a canvas painting. Manifestations. Hey, whoever hearing this, Deltron Z be a lyricist, frontin' on your fake false appearances. Drop you delirious, dead serious, the areas might mysterious. Hey Pete, whoever hearing this, Deltron Z be a lyricist, frontin' on your fake false appearances. Drop you delirious, dead serious.